really good to be here. Um, it's great to see you. We're starting to get a bit back to normal after everyone's been away on holidays. And there was a few here. Well, there was a good number here last week and, and the week before as well. But last week, for those who were here, uh, Sarah spoke about the gospel and, and really sort of, sort of hammered home, I guess you might say. But not just, not just what the gospel's about, but what the implication is. week before, Corbin uh, Evans was speaking to us as well. And he sort of spoke a bit about New Year stuff. But we're sort of continuing along that theme with new things or things made new. But before we start, now there's a few students in here and now I guess you don't have to just be a student or right, a young person, but I want to see, Josh you're not allowed to answer this, I want to see anyone in here who may have broken a bone over the holidays. Has anybody like had any, come to grief in any sort of a way? No? Oh that's pretty good. Oh was there a yes? Oh, we've got a yes. How good, right? <laughs> not that that's good. No, that's not good. Not good at all. That's, that's just, anyway, just yeah, things you say, right? All right, so we've got one person. One person's broken a bone. Anyone else had to, like, go to hospital for some sort of mishap, misadventure type of a thing? And Josh, again, you can't answer this. Uh, all right, okay. So, so there's a few people, right? So, so along, along the way, uh, I guess we all have, uh, have little mishaps. Now, the question I'm going to ask now, all right, I guess I ask this with sensitivity and want to have a little bit of fun around it, but also understand that sometimes this can get a bit traumatic, but has anyone here broken, like, at least one bone? Hands up. Hands up. I need some... I, need some, <laughs> I think you all have. That's pretty crazy. Okay, what about more than one? Two, two bones. Two bones. Broken two. It's like an auction now. Three. We've got three. Okay, now, who reckons... Who would be brave enough to come up on stage, all right, uh, so, so I'm looking for some. I'm looking for some brave people now. I've got two. Where's, where's our helpers? Yeah, Tanil and, and yeah. Okay, we've got two helpers to come up, so so they can come and join us, right? But I want some someone who's brave enough to say, you know what? I reckon, I I reckon I would have a shot at probably have broken the one of them, you know, broken the most bones in this in this room. Who reckons they've like broken a fair few that they would be on the leaderboard, right? And you're willing to come up the front? Fantastic. Anyone else? Well, give them give them a round. Give a big round of applause there. Anyone else? We need more. Oh, we've got, we've got two. I need three people. I need three people. Doesn't matter. If you, like, there's plenty of people that said they... Yeah, come up. Oh, just not near the stairs. Um, just, just over here somewhere. Yeah, that'll be great. Oh, Nick, you're up here. Fantastic. Um, all right, come up here. Stand up here. Over there. Um, you can see where I'm going with this. Um, I nearly felt like just faking a trip down the stairs for the sake of it. Anyone else? Come on, need one more person. Who reckons they've broken a fair number of bones? All right, fantastic. Right, I give these three gentlemen, and you notice there are a sort of a, let's just say they're not young, as in they're not students any longer, um, but come and, come and stand here. Now... Yeah, is this the most overall? Or overall, overall. Oh, okay, so yeah. Well, now you're up here. Like, you may as well stay. That's okay. Sorry if I didn't explain. First of all, uh, we'll, we'll just see how we go. Now, what we've got is, do you want to grab that box of Band-Aids there for us, girls? Um, so what I thought we'd do is, um, is rank you in order, all right? We'll give you a ranking. Um, so pull some Band-Aids. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give third prize. You know, like on, if, you're, you know, if you're in some sort of armed forces, you get sort of, you know, little stripes on your epaulette, you know? On, on, yeah, so I'm going to give you some stripes. So but first of all, we'll see, we're going to go through. So first of all, tell us your name so everyone can... My name is Athel. Athel. All right, thanks, Athel. So, how many bones have you broken over your, in your years? Now, without being disrespectful, you do have a bit of a head start on some of others. Like, you know, I don't mean that in a bad way. Or I'm just, just, like, just pointing out what, you know, saying it how it is. Well, when I was a kid... Hang on, hang on. I think this, this needs a microphone. We've, this, is, this, is, this is family fun here. All right, here we go. Number four. Thanks, Richo. 
when I was a kid, we used to play hide and seek. And uh, I climbed up on a cupboard, made of um, boxes, and I was hiding up top there. And uh, my older sister came along and she said, I can see you. And I said, no, you can't. <laughs> she said, yes, I can. And uh, anyway, so she said, oh, well, I'll see a bit more of you. So she started shaking the boxes and down I come and I landed my elbow on a cream can and broke my elbow, left elbow. And then a little bit later on in life, I was riding a horse with my younger sister. And lo and behold, the horse decided to go for a little trot. And um, either one of us lost our balance, I think it was her. And she... Yeah, blame, blame, blame your sister. She got a hold of me and gave me a pull. So up, and off I went and I broke my wrist. And then a bit later on... In <laughs> How many stories have we got here, Ethel? I'm just saying, like, you know, I've got some stuff to get through. No, you're all right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Then one, one day I was visiting with my friend in town and we got up on a big heap of sawdust and uh, we were having great fun. We'd, we'd run partly and then we'd dive. So I did this a few times and it was great fun. Anyway, this last time I gave it an extra good dive and I went down and I hit the ground with my arms like that and I jumped this arm out of the socket and spun up my arm. And I had to ride home three miles. And With no shoes on or anything, I guess, probably. Like, you know. And then, then my dad took me into the doctor, and the doctor just got hold of the arms and went, like that, and it was back in place. So that's my story. Fantastic. So three, three breaks, three different things. Well done, though. Thank you. I really do genuinely appreciate that. Thanks for letting me take the mickey out of you. Okay. Um, my name's Marshall. I thought this was most bones at one time, not overall. It can be. I mean, we um, wouldn't make okay, stuff up Most bones at one time was seven, including a fractured skull. So that's eight. Ooh, ooh. ooh beat that. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <No>. um, <laughs> you know, I said there's sometimes a bit sensitive on this. might be that no, occasion. Uh, so when I was an apprentice, I had no money, and I used to ride my bike to work. And my bike, I couldn't even afford a bike because, you know, when you're earning this much... $1.50 an hour or something? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot. And I had my dad's old bike. Now, anyone who is Gen X would remember the old mountain bikes from the 80s that had the chrome rims. Remember those? They were great when it was dry. When it was wet, they didn't work. And so I was on my way home one day and uh, this truck just happened to come. The brakes didn't work. No brakes. So no brakes. Seven, I hit the truck at about 45 k's an hour. Mm. That's messed up. All right, thanks, Marshall. Uh, my name's Nick. Uh, I, yeah, I was sort of remembering a couple of extras. I, I, you had to, get a pa- had to get a pat out. And... around the ankles, could be 13, 14. But... Yeah. Give, us, give us one story. Um, neck. I've broken my neck twice. There you go. Oh. Broke my neck. <laughs> broke your neck <laughs> twice. twice. Still walking. All right, all right, all right. All right, so, um, so come over here, girls. So we've got Athel, I think, to our third place winner. So we're going to stick a, a stripe on your shoulder, and you're going to wear that for the rest of the uh, rest of the, our... Um, yeah, one on each shoulder. Thanks, thanks. Yep, one on each shoulder, and then I don't know who to give the next one. We'll, um, yeah. So it's like it's like epaulets. Like you you know, it's like you're a captain now or a, something like that, lieutenant colonel or something. Okay, all right. And then, uh, yep, keep going. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, where's the other ones? Here we go. Nick, you could even help me put them on. On stick, stick them on Marshall. Marshall needs one on each or two on each shoulder. Here we go. There's a point to this, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> Or maybe along the way I'll make up a point for this. Okay. Um, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go. 
two on each shoulder. There's another one. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Don't like dead time on stage. You know how it goes. My wife will be cranky. I've got to actually stay under 40 minutes for those who were here last, last week. <laughs> two, two on Marshall's shoulder each. Yeah. All right. And Nick, you've broken 11, so what we thought we'd do is um, bring out the... Uh, yeah, you can just maybe stand in the middle a little bit there and uh, wrap up the lad. Uh, pay, attention, pay particular attention to his neck, maybe. Yep, let's go, wrap him up. Let's go. Hands beside yourself, yeah. And you can... Um, all right, who can help here too, Tanili? There we go. Wrap him up. Give him, give, him, give him some good stuff. Actually, I didn't... Hmm, I didn't think this through. Whoops. Okay. Oh, that's enough, that's probably enough. Just, just, yeah, make that tight. Make that tight, make that tight. Keep going around here, just, just, just bunch that up there. I actually forgot scissors, so uh, just hold it there. So just, just run that around there, will you? Yep, right around, right around. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. Was it? Yeah, this is our North Pine funded school um, tape. Just want to let you know that too. All right, give him a big round of applause. Nick, you can... Uh, Choose your seat carefully. <laughs> if you trip down the stairs, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Thanks, gentlemen. Uh, give him a big round of applause. Give him a clap. Give him a clap. I hope you've got a friend who can help you, Nick. But anyway, thank you very much for being a good sport. All right. My point. I'm not sure if I had a point. Let's think about what was my point. Let's go back to the notes. No. My point today is, my point today, and if I had to, if I had to come up with a one line, and, and we'll talk about this some more, and, and we'll break this down a little bit, and there's a really cool passage I want to share with you. Um, but my point is, when we break stuff, when we break bodies, body parts, there's not too many occasions, there's probably, there's probably a few, and we could ask uh, Tanya or Nikki or any other nurses in the room maybe, but, but there's, not too many, there's not too many occasions where we can just do, well, let's just take that old part out and put a new part in, all right? When we break stuff, it has to heal. And typically, typically, it takes a period of time, takes a bit of pain, uh, and quite often, there's a scar, there's a scar that remains, and, and that scar might, re, might remain there for a little while. And, and as we've seen, uh, and, and I no doubt there's probably people here who are a bit shy that go, oh, yeah, I've broken 15. Joshua, I told him he wasn't allowed to play, actually. Uh, how many trips did we have to the hospital this, year, this week, this holiday? Seven, I think there was, wasn't there? Something like that, six or seven. Anyway, that's life, you know, as a parent. But, but um, yeah, when we, when, we, when we hurt our body... It doesn't heal. It doesn't, we can't just, sorry, it has to heal. We can't just replace it with new for old. Like I took my car to the mechanic this week and had some stuff that needed repairing and it's just supply and fit, right? You rip out the old stuff and you put in the new and it's good as new. That part is as good as new. It's a new part. But, but for us, when we break stuff uh, and we, we injure ourselves, it's not, it's not always that easy. Um, now, of course, I'm not just talking about the physical. I'm not talking about just breaking my arm or Athel, you know, just having a doctor <laughs> yank on your shoulder. That sounds probably no anaesthetic. Athel, I don't know. Like, you know, yeah, no, no, of course not. That was just like, you're right, boy, off you go, you know. Um, uh, but, but, you know, there's a lot of other stuff that we go through too. Relationship stuff um, that we get injured and hurt, scarred. Uh, there's stuff that happens within families. Um, sometimes we don't even realise that we're injured and hurting. In fact, my father actually went to hospital. Uh, he had some stuff. He had to have a, an operation and, and different things, and, and it was quite, quite interesting. And if he's listening online, you know, sorry, I didn't ask your permission, Dad. But, uh, but, but uh, as he comes out of hospital, 
they give him some, you know, the good painkillers. For the, it was only minor, he was all good. But all of a sudden, the other aches and pains disappeared as well. You know, he's uh, sort of knocking on the door of 80. And all of a sudden, he felt like he was, you know, back to, his, back to his younger days and he was ready to jog around the block again until two or three days later when that all sort of finally, you know. But, you know, like sometimes we don't even realise and we sort of get into this mindset, we don't even realise how bad we are. We don't even realise the predicament that we can find ourselves in. Uh, other times we just think there is no solution. Other times there is no cure for this. You know, sometimes in our family dynamics there is no cure for, for, our, uh, for the problems at hand. Other people, um, and let's be honest, like, and I'm not trying to call out any person, I won't even make eye contact with anyone just in case you think I'm looking at you. Jokes, but like sometimes we just think it's everyone else's problem. All right? It's everyone else's the issue. I haven't got a problem. Everyone else is the issue. Everyone else causes the grief and the pain around here. It's not me, it's them. And, and sometimes we can't even really see it in the mirror, I guess, if you want to, want to use it that way. But we do know, we do know that we are all broken. And we do know that we all suffer dodgy stuff. It doesn't matter whether you're still at school and like you've got stuff going on or whether you've you know, been around like Athol and and, and, and done lots of different things or anywhere in the middle. We do know because of the dramas and the different things that happen in our lives at times and the, and the pain, and that like we're all broken in some way. And I guess today what we want to look at is how God can fix that and, and, and what, what that might look like. Um, we were talking about little bit about New Year's resolutions, I suppose, uh, you know, going back a couple of weeks here at, at Refresh, and I guess as we start off a new year, and, and uh, you know, all our, all our staff, are, um, all our staff are, are back at school, and all our students are about to come back next week, wherever, whichever school you go to, and, and I know that you're all really keen to, you know, get back and probably see your friends, or if it's not about your friends, you know that you're really keen to get back into quality education. I know you just can't wait for the holidays to end and you know, all that sort of stuff. But, like, but like we're sort of hitting into a new, you know, heading into a new year. And uh, I would love us to sort of think about, all right, what does new mean? And we're talking about made new. And maybe what could we take through into that new year? And what sort of advice might God have? Um, well, we can read lots of books. Uh, we could hear lots of things and you hear lots of different inspirational speakers and you can sort of, you know, lots of ways that we can help ourselves. Uh, in fact, I was looking at some, you know, people who had made New Year's resolutions and I came across this. This, this is a couple, uh, Australian couple, um, a few years ago now, probably maybe 10 years ago now, who decided, who woke up, probably just didn't wake up on January 1, but probably a bit more planning than just that. But January 1, decided they would run a marathon as a couple. Now, the thing about this couple were, wasn't just they wanted to run a marathon together, but they were both in their 60s. And it wasn't just that they were both in their 60s that they wanted to run a marathon together, but they decided they would like to run more than one marathon. In fact, what they decided they would do is they would like this couple in their 60s to run a marathon every day for a year. And not that they just wanted to run a marathon together as a couple and they were in their 60s and they wanted to run a marathon every day for a year, but they also decided, let's do that and we'll run around Australia. So, so this couple here, uh, um, so they decided they would run around Australia. And so they did. They left Melbourne on February 1. And as you can see, they tracked around Australia and, and made it back to uh, Melbourne on December 31, 365 days later. In fact get this right, they decided that what they would do is not just run 365 
marathons, they decided that the next day they would do one more just because like, just, just they could, right? So they actually ran from Fed Square in Melbourne, for those people who know Melbourne, and they ran back out to their, their, their own home in Warrandyte, uh, which says they put on another marathon that day. So they ran 366, I think that was just to get into the record books. Um, but, but, you know, people like that, you can think, wow, you know, some of us can make up these resolutions, some of us can have these, like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the grit, I'm going to have the determination, I'm going to make a difference, and probably not too many of us are like that couple. Not too many of us um, are, are like, are like the, the Murray couple. Uh, so, what can we do? I want to read a passage of scripture, and as we've just seen up there, 2 Corinthians 14. Let me just set the scene. Uh, and, and in 2 Corinthians 14, Paul, um, he's actually, in the book of 2 Corinthians, just a real quick little background on this, the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul's really defending himself. Basically, he's, he's uh, come under fire a little bit. There's some other people who are saying, no, nah, don't listen to Paul, Paul's rubbish. And he's basically going, look, I'm not here for myself, I've got nothing to gain. I'm here to give you the gospel message, as Sarah explained to us last week, for those who are here. Um, I'm here to give you and to share with you how great God is. And he's got this little snippet um, in, in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter... Sorry, I've, just, I've missed the five up there, but it's chapter 5, verse, four, uh, verse 14 to 17. Um, and he says this, and I'm going to read through it, and then I'm going to break it down just a little bit, uh, just hopefully so that we can have a little bit of a takeaway of what we can do today and talk about being made new. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Uh, and so what he's talking about, he's talking about the reason that he's compelled to share the gospel. That's what he's talking about. That's a little bit on the background. He says, he says but it's because of Christ's love that controls us or inspires us or compels us or quite literally it, it means to hold us tight. It's because of God's love. It's because of God's grace. It's because of the unfair love that God shows us. That's the gospel, right? That's what holds us tight. That's what controls us. That's what makes us do what we do. And he's talking about sharing. He's talking about sharing it with other people. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. I'll read that again, ready? He says, since we believe that Christ died for all, Christ died on the cross, he says, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. In other words, if we accept the gospel message, if we accept God's grace, if we accept that he has taken away our sins, he says, it's, we die to our old ways. It's not a running repair. And this is where I want to get to, right? We are made new. It's not a running repair. We die to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who was died and was raised for them. All right, I'm going to read these, uh, these few verses, then I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to come back to this verse in the tick. So, we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. In other words, this is what we've stopped doing. This is a change that's happened. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, however differently we know him now. And he's talking about, hey, I used to think of Christ as just as this guy Jesus, as just another guy who was just doing his own thing or, or being selfish or trying to create a following for himself. But he goes, that was a human point of view. Now I understand, now I realise how different it is. Now I realise what's going on. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become, here it is, has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Now unlike Nick's 11 breaks or Marshall's 8 breaks or 
Athol's three plus, and I know there's lots of other people in here where everyone put their, like, there were so many, a good majority of people put their hand up to say they've broken a bone or, of course, other mishaps and different things. Um, unlike that, we have to, when, when we have those sort of things, we have to heal. We have to, and there's scars, there's stuff that, there's, and if you put that into a relational or an everyday context, you know, I'm not talking about the physical, but talking about who you are, we've all made decisions that we regret. We've done dumb stuff in our lives that you think, oh man, don't remind me of that. Oh, I've got a few of those, right? You just think, oh, I really would just rather we didn't talk about that. Like, you know, I'd rather it just didn't come up. I'd rather we not went there. We all have those things in our, in our life. And, and I guess if we're trying to get through that on our own, then we sort of have to heal from that. But the good news is, and according to Paul in this verse, the good news is that we don't have to heal as such from this stuff. We get to start again. It's a life made new. The old is gone and the new will come. Now, of course, there are consequences for actions, and I get that, and I'm not naive to say, oh, well, you just don't have to worry about whatever you did in the past because that's all gone. Sometimes you have to own it, right? So I get that too. But, but here he says, Paul says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. It's different now. I'm not the same as I used to be. I'm not the same person. And if we had a whole bunch of time, I'd run around, the, run around the room with a microphone and say, hey, what was your life like before Christ? What was your life like after? And there would be heaps of people I could pretty much guarantee that go, oh, yeah, God made a really big difference in my life. I, I, I see and do things now that I just, it's just completely different. I, it was just, it's like a completely different person. And it might have happened over difference. God creates this newness. So here, Paul's saying, you get to be new. And I want to say to you, that doesn't matter how old you are, whether you're a little kid or a person who's been around for a while, that's good news. That we do get to go, you know what? I get to reset. I get to do this again. I get to start again, and I get to make it new. And I'm going to backtrack just to backtrack on these verses. So I'm going to go back to 16. And I'm going to point out a couple of things. So first of all, we are made new. But if you picked up on this in verse 16, as we read through it fairly briefly just before, uh, Paul said here, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. And if you had to put that in your words, what would you say that is? Anyone? Evaluating others? Someone said it? Judging, right? Judging, like who feels they've ever been judged before by someone else? One of their friends, right? Of course we have, right? We all like, it's just like, oh man, I think, you know, like, and some, some of us are better at being judgy than others. That's not a good thing. Right? But quite often we see it through our own perspective, through our own eyes. And we see, we see that we feel and see the judgment of others, or it might be us even doing the judging, right? And going, oh, that person this and that person that. But what about, what about if we could actually see it through God's eyes? What if we saw the, the world, people, through the eyes of God? What about that real annoying person who just won't shut up, that's real loud? You know, and we, that's why you think, oh man, I wish I'd just shut What does God see? God sees someone who needs the peace and love of Jesus Christ that needs to be secure and comforted in Him. Or what about that, that really annoying person that seems to just always know everything, have the answer for everything, and thinks they're always right? And we're like, well, they've never been wrong. Someone who needs the peace and love and security of Jesus Christ. Or someone who's like, you know, likes just being the victim, just seems to have a victim mentality and be like, oh man, that, something's always wrong with that person. Their identity's wrapped up as being a victim. What does Jesus see? He sees someone who needs the love and the peace and the security of Jesus. Can you see how it's different? When we're made new, there's a new perspective. 
seeing the world differently. And I would really challenge, really challenge you guys to, to see the world differently. Now, I've got a little video um, that, I think that video is next, is that right, Richard? Have I got that in the right order? Yes, I have, that's good. Um, I've got a video. Now, this video is, uh, um, I didn't, I'd never heard of this stuff before. Uh, <laughs> Roger, I'm not calling you out, but you might have, I don't know. But this is about colour blindness, right? And so, um, this is, this, in this video, uh, there's these glasses, and I just thought, is this fake or is it real? Is someone just trying to make money on, it, you know, on the internet or whatever it is? But, but there's people who basically put these glasses on for, sun, for colour blindness, and obviously for some it appears uh, without... I definitely don't know the technical stuff going on here. But it seems pretty, pretty genuine, pretty sincere. But this video is uh, of, of a couple of people who have put these glasses on for the very first time, who are colour blind and put these glasses on and can see colour. Does that make sense? So these, these people in this video are colourblind, they put glasses on and can see colour. Now just watch their reaction to the changes. Okay. You might have to push the volume a little bit yes. on this one. So we all pitched in, we're all very excited. Check it out. Crazy. No. Perfect day for it. You see them? That's yellow. Yeah. Oh, shoot. They actually work. <laughs> I didn't realize that at first because I was sitting, I guess, right next to it and it was the whole couple. All right. Wait, what color is that then? That's orange. Oh, my gosh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is green still oh, your favorite? That's blue? That's that's blue. That's, yes. That's insane. That's unreal. Sunflowers? What was the craziest thing? 
You can actually see like a leaf. The leaf. I can't see I'm like shaking right now. This is crazy. Tanner's brown. Yes. Tan on the bottom. Right? Yes. Yep. Oh, he's two toned. Tan. Yeah, he's all tan. Tanner. Tan brown. Tan brown. There's stuff inside of this flower. Yes. <laughs> What is that? It's kind of like... It's is it pink. yellow? Oh, the cream? little thing? It's a cream. It's an oh, off-white cream. 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 All right. So, like... I don't know. I don't know something, obviously, probably the majority of us just have, don't even realize. But, like, in... Yeah, you think... And the, and the, and the, the emotional response... You know, from and, there's, and there was a few others that went that I could have showed as well, and yeah, people just like, like, wow, I see the world differently, you know, and, and and I don't know exactly how all that works, but just when it comes to what we're talking about, if we can have a life made new, we can see the world differently. That's a challenge. That's a, that's something to go. You know, do I truly understand and accept that love of Jesus Christ? I mean, I'm not saying, but. The implication of that is we get to see the world in a different way. We get to see the world in a different light. We get to see it in different color. We get to see it like we get to see people as Jesus sees them, not as we see them, not being judging, going, oh, that person's this and that person's that, or, yeah, well, last time I talked to them, they said this. It's like, hang on a minute. This is like, how does Jesus see that person? And Jesus is looking at those people just thinking, there's someone that I love, that I want to show my love to, and in return, I would love them to accept the grace that I have on offer. And in fact, I would love other people who already know me to offer that same grace, that same unfairness, that unfair love. They don't deserve it. We None of us deserve it, but get to show that unfair love to the people in our community. That's cool, but it's a change in perspective. It's a new life. It's a new way. Back to 15, so we went verse 14, 15, 16, 17, and now we're making our way back down in 15. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised up for them. No longer live for themselves. In our old life, and this is how Paul's talking, in our old life, we just live for ourselves. We get out of bed and we think, right, what does the world have to offer me today? What can I get from the world? What can I get from going to work and getting my pay pack? And what can I buy? I'm not saying buy stuff. But, you know, what can I get? What does the world, what can the world give me? What can I have? How can my life be better? That's the worldly perspective. But he's saying when, when we live for Christ, when we, we are a new creation... It flips it completely on its head, and instead of living for ourselves, we get to live for Christ. Instead, they will live for Christ. And living for Christ is, is A, living and worshipping God, of course, but also living for other people just as Christ did. So you can see like, there's a complete transformation. When, um, when we receive God's grace and we have a, a life made new, we receive a new perspective a new purpose. Living for God is a new purpose. Instead of living for ourselves, we have a purpose to get out of bed in the morning and live. And we can talk about a whole bunch of people who have done crazy things for other people uh, because they have a new purpose, because they live for other people. It just, it's so much more motivating to live for someone else than it is to live 
for yourself. For we are God's handiwork. This is Ephesians 2. It says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus, a life made new, to do good works, to do good things for other people, which God prepared in advance, sorry about the typo, in advance for us to do. There's absolutely no doubt we're all broken, all right? We've all, and, and we, could, we can sort of heal ourselves a little bit, but it's nothing like, it's nothing like Christ made new in us. And I would ask, I would really just challenge and, and pray that you can understand first and foremost what grace really is all about, what the love of God really is all about. And then, and then have a go at going, you know what? I'm not just going to try and do my best. Yeah, do your best. Yeah, try and help. Like, you know, that's cool too. But I'm just going to pull back and I'm just going to let my life be made new. Made new. It's not about a running repair. It's not, a, it's not like, have you ever seen like footy players or something like that? They'll twist an ankle on the field and instead of like taking their shoe off and fixing it, like, the, the trainer just comes out, wraps tape all around the boot and the ankle and everything as well. Like it's a running repair, right? This isn't a running repair. This isn't just like we'll fix it up and do surgery later. This is, this is new for old. This is out with the old, broken bit and in with the new. In with the new relationships, the new start. So I pray today, I pray today that as you leave here that you might be able to go, what is my purpose in life? Maybe I can have a new purpose to share Christ with others, to live for other people. Maybe that can be the thing that motivates you, whether you're still in school or whether you're, you're working or wherever, you, where, whatever, whoever you are. But your purpose is to share and to serve God, to worship Him and to serve others. And to have that perspective to live as God would live and to really feel and understand that we can have a really proper new life in Christ compared to the old. Let's, um, we're going to ask the band to come up. And I just want you to think, you know, imagine if we could do that. Imagine if your, how, how different your life would be. Uh, you know, if we, could, if we could actually put some of those principles into practice uh, and the difference that would make as a community if we could if we could indeed make that happen.
much for what you have done for us, um, more than we can ever comprehend, I know. Uh, the love that you have for us is greater than we could ever feel um, or understand, but thank you, and I pray, and I, pr I so pray, I pray for every person here in this room that we can, um, I guess, understand and grasp that just a little bit, that we might have new lives, that we might be made new. That we're not a running repair, that we're a new you in Christ. We are new creation made in Christ. And I pray that as we do that, that we can see this world differently. We can see it through your, your eyes and we can live for you. Uh, and I truly pray that. Lord, as we kick off a 
new new part, a new chapter, I guess, in our in our lives. You know, the new year sort of starts rolling on, and it all starts to wind up. I pray that we can uh, stay connected with you, and I pray that you can go with us, and that our hopes and dreams aren't just for living aren't just for us, but our hopes and dreams are indeed the hopes and dreams that you have for us. I truly ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.